Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. It's actually not DA, but we didn't have time for the voice guy to record. It's Mraz. Here's Mraz. That's right. DA is on vacation and uh, not the brown nose, but a well-deserved vacation as he heads to Florida to enjoy some beach weather, hit some toe in the sands. Toes in the sand. I think I'm saying that wrong. Enjoy some drinks on the beach, but well-deserved for DA. He uh, did a lot of Gottlieb stuff, working in March and everything, and he's earned his vacation time. So, DA gave me, Mraz, the option. He said, let's get up the PGP next week. It's not an obligation, but if you want to have me on the phone from Florida, we could sure do that. If not, take it away. I am going to not bother DA on vacation. How about that for once? I am going to let DA be, and I'm going to try to take this pillar to post on the PGP. Myself... NDA here on the Permission Granted Podcast discussed off-air about guests and all this kind of situation. If we have a great guest going forward on the PGP, we will deliver that guest to you. Last week with Shane from Chipotle was a perfect example of stuff we couldn't do on the show that we were able to deliver. This week, I took it in stride, let's face it. Couldn't get a real quality guest that I thought was worth it. So we're going to talk to a couple members of the DA show here in several segments. We have a lot of NFL draft discussion to get to with James Ward from Ward's Winners, as you know, on the DA show. We'll talk about what he liked coming out of the draft and something I didn't like specifically from America's team. Plus, Jay Berman, who's been popping up on the PGP all over the place, who's been in a much better mood. We have uh, planned a little trip and something that we've discussed on Twitter to a location to see the New York Giants play a road game. And there has been several people from several cities saying, hey, the Giants are coming here, the Giants are coming here, please come. Myself and Jay Berman, at least, have made a decision on where we were going. We will reveal that as well as discuss uh, a problem Jay Berman has with my birthday coming up. So a lot of off-air banter, a lot of fun stuff. And uh, if you really want a taste of the DA show and the DA show characters, this Permission Granted podcast is where you will get it. And remember, we have our own feed on Play.in and on iTunes, the Permission Granted podcast. Search Permission Granted. You could check us out, obviously, on YouTube. Not sure if DA is going to get to the YouTube feed this week or if we could figure something out with him being away. But all our Permission Granted podcasts are always located on YouTube, youtube.com slash the DA show. Anyway, as I said, we're going to leave DA alone here. You're going to get a whole bunch of Mraz here talking for the next half hour or so. Up next, it's none other than Jason Berman. Jay, how are you? Okay, what would you just say? I said it's none other than Jason Berman. All right. Well, that may be my given name, but nobody refers to me as that. So maybe you'd like to take that back? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to take it back. All right. Well, there's several things we uh, we have to get into here, Jay. First of all, a lot of tweeters and uh, listeners have tweeted us something that we're going to give a reveal to right now. Interesting, because Some... I don't know. I don't know where we're going here. Uh, we discussed it. You probably don't understand where I'm going with this. But 
it has been documented and different listeners in different cities have made their pitch to have uh, at least some of us, you know, make their way to town for a, uh, a New York Giants game, as, uh, as our listeners know, we are Giants fans. Gotcha. Green Bay was, uh, we have a lot of listeners there, which uh, there, there are talks about Green Bay. Uh, for future endeavors, but I that I, was, I believe, a Week Five game, right? I regret and a Sunday night game. I regret to inform Green Bay that uh, you have not been selected by me personally, at least not yet. There's always a chance something could happen later in the season. Well, why don't you tell them why, Shawnee? Uh, I got to tell you, logistics, basically. Logistics. Going to Green Bay, Wisconsin for you. For those of you who live in Green Bay, I'm sure are aware of this. It's tough to get direct flights. I'm not. There are no direct flights. Yeah, I'm, especially if, well from New York, you can get a direct no. flight from Chicago or, okay. or well, okay, from where we are, in New York. Logistics, Green Bay. You know, it's tough to get a direct flight. I'm not big on layovers. I, I'm not, but I, I could make it work. On top of that, your game tickets. I could not believe how expensive they were. I think that's the key there because the flights to Green Bay from New York are not that much more expensive than where the second choice would be. Right, but the game tickets are a huge difference. Exactly. So all in all, that just seemed like a pretty pricey trip. And not that I wouldn't be into it, but when I could do something a little cheaper, I'm going to go the cheap route. Pittsburgh. There is one other reason too, which we'll get to ultimately, right. which I actually think was the uh, was the difference maker. Some of you may not agree, but uh, we'll get to that. Right, and again to reset, we're tying in where uh, at least myself and Jay Berman will be headed for a football uh, da. Little tough. He's still trying to figure out what he can do because he hosts that Sunday morning football show. Pittsburgh was another option. Pittsburgh, unfortunately, you did not get selected as much. I'd love one of those Permanente Brothers sandwiches, mainly because the game it takes the Giant Steeler game takes place in December. Therefore, a little closer to Christmas, a little chillier. Uh, you know, still probably could have been worked out, but I'm going to avoid it. The city and location we have chosen. Drum roll, please. Beautiful. Cleveland, Ohio. For the Giants and Cleveland Browns on Thanksgiving weekend on a Sunday afternoon. Cleveland. I believe it's November 27th. Is that not correct? I believe that's the date. Cleveland. Whatever that Sunday is. We're still working on other CBS Sports Radio members to make the trek, but Jay Berman and myself... We'll be headed your way as soon as the flights are booked. Submit has not been in on the flight. We're looking in the three to four hundred dollar range, right? Which that, is not that much less than the Green Bay trick, but don't forget, it's direct. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour flight. Yep. Uh, and um, there's more to it. Yeah, I would. There's also, two more huge factors which we'll get to. One factor for me is also days off. Now I have to use days off to make one of these trips. Like I you did do, to go to Dallas. You're the only one. Well, we all do. Correct. Okay. Well, you said you. But my point being, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, is given to us as a company holiday, so that would be the day I'd be traveling out there, so I wouldn't be spending an extra Friday for travel. I'd already be off that day, so that helps. Number two, we're going to see our friend, right? Is this a big reason? There there are two huge reasons, um, not the least of which is uh, is big K to the C, Kenny Carmen, host of the morning show on 92.3. Um, the Fan? The Fan, sorry. In Cleveland. In Cleveland, which is a, uh, one of our premier and... Um, best affiliates uh, for CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Kenny hosts the show uh, from 10 to 2, Sunday nights into Monday mornings. So he is a regular here on CBS Sports Radio. And I believe it's the highest rated show, uh, morning show in Cleveland. Uh, So uh, it'll be great to see him. So we have a host, which we did not have in Green Bay. Right. And he's also going to hook up some hotel rooms as far as prices with a little family friends discount. Thank you, Kenny Carmen. Thank you, K to the C. So now, I, Jay, I'm going to make this pitch. Obviously, Ken Carmen will have some stuff planned for us there. We'd like to get a car and drive to Canton to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Which is no, why we need Thunder James Ward, because Thunder <laughs> James Ward does not drink. Right. He can be our designated can driver. He can be the designated driver. Uh, because, of, quite frankly, no offense to Cleveland, I don't know how many times we're going to make that trek in our lives to get close enough to Canton to I, go. 
I go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a question for you. But okay. Go ahead. But number two, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, obviously something cool. Part of Cleveland, we want to check that out. Do you but, think we can do Pro Football Hall of Fame and and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the same day? Yeah, I think so. Here's the problem to all of that, and that that leads me perfectly into the question. What time do these Hall of Fames close? Well, here's the thing. Don't forget, we have to factor in an hour to Canton and an hour back to Cleveland. Uh-huh. And obviously, I mean, do you want to rush through this, or do you want to take your time with the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, you take your time, buddy. I think even taking your time, it doesn't take nearly as long as you probably think. Here is the key to not only Friday into Saturday, but Saturday into Sunday, and that is hangovers. I'm Jay, you run on adrenaline, man. What is this, your first rodeo, your first boys trip? I'm 38 years old. I do not bounce back the way I used well, to. We're going to have to get you up with a forklift. Get you a little orange juice. Get you, uh, well, you're not going to eat a bagel in Cleveland because they're probably trash. Get you a little donut and away you go. I like to avoid the carbs anyways, which means we're going to have to get some Michelob Ultras. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say this. Um, you know, first day there, it's always like, you know, it's always like with a wedding when you go the Saturday, um, um, the rehearsal the dinner? The rehearsal dinner. You always okay. get more wasted than you do at the wedding, you know? So it's kind of like that. Not, not me. Old. I'm a piece of trash, man. No, no. I'm not a piece of trash, but I get more wasted at a wedding than I Anyways, do. Okay. You know how it is. Um, but here's the thing. So Friday night, when we get there, we're going to want to party, obviously. Right. So if we want to do a double dip of Hall of Fames, we're going to have to get up early Sunday because we have the commute. So I'm going to be dealing with diarrhea and vomiting that morning. Oh, now, God. hold on. Here is the key. Saturday night, you know we're going to get S-faced in Cleveland somewhere. So I've, Jay has made it very clear we are drinking this entire weekend. As, By the way, you're going to be still, or at least I will, I'll still be full from Thanksgiving at home. Okay, well, I won't because I, I you, you know. eat like a bird, yeah. When, right now, when, you, stop, getting... when you stop seeing colors, <laughs> that's when I know it's time to stop <laughs> eating. You just keep going. Anyways, so Saturday night is going to be a premiere night as well. Here's the thing, and this was a huge advantage for Green Bay that we do not have with Cleveland, and that's the time of game, kickoff. In Green Bay, it was a Sunday night, Sunday game. night game, which not 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Okay, still, we have the whole day. That's the ideal time to have a football game because you can party all day, specifically in the parking lot. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern time game coming off a Saturday night booze fest. Uh-huh. This is going to be tough. It won't be tough. I, I think you get up, you tailgate. Here's the benefits. And and for those of you listening out in Cleveland, Ohio, if you have any recommendations on food we should eat, number one, because I'm not going to get my leftover Thanksgiving sandwich I usually have. They won't let you put it on the plane. Places on the plane to anyway. drink. Listen, we want to have a great time that weekend. This is going to be Thanksgiving weekend. If you're around, we'd love to see That is it. going to be liver damage weekend. It will. Now, here's the key. If we're not flying back home after the game Sunday night, like if we don't have, like a, let's say, a 7 p.m. flight. I, I, you can do all. Uh, there is no way in hell that is <laughs> happening for me. My point is we could still party after the game. Oh, go no out doubt. for the 4 o'clock, go out Dude. for the Sunday nights. Oh, oh. Uh, I mean, you could have 40 wings in front of me for that, whatever the Sunday night game is that weekend, and away we go. Okay, bro, just another reason why this could be, I mean, like, we're all going to work on Tuesday because we have to take off Monday to travel back, and I have a day shift on Tuesday. That could be that could be a, a, a parade to and from the bathroom into the studio. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening, but I think we were— I think And then we'll be playing the hits. Everybody will be oh. mad. Enough with the memories, we, enough with the stories. We got it. We saw the pictures a million times on Twitter. <laughs> Ken Carmen's eating Mraz's elbow. We understand. <laughs> But yeah, so that seems to be the truth. So if you if you're out there in Cleveland, that if you want to head to that game, if you have any well, first of all, let me just say this. Let me just say this going. in regards to Kenny, um, Carmen, um, the dog pound dude. Right the there, there he is a star in Cleveland, and I mean that quite literally. 
Um, he is he is one of the the radio stars of Cleveland, so he's going to have a huge gathering in that parking lot uh, prior to the game. So it is going to be quite some party. Yeah, be into it. It's unlike us here in New York, where the guy who makes you know the gyros on the on the card is more of a star star in New York City than we are. Yeah, I mean, there we are going to be partying in the parking lot Sunday morning with hundreds of people, if not thousands. I'm into that. Now, Berman. We got to transition. Get me there already. Just get me there. So that was the big reveal. We're going to head to Cleveland. Sorry, Joel and Green Bay, but we're still working on it because Lambeau's still on my hit list. Just a pricey trip. You are, are all over me about something out in the newsroom right now. Okay, do you know what that something is? That I actually don't. So that's the second story that you've uh, presented uh, to this podcast that I am not aware of. I will be once you say it. You but... and, and, and Kenny Brock is all over me. Really? I have a birthday coming up oh, in two God. weeks, okay? And you are so... I, I Basically, I just sent out... You're face, that guy. I sent you out Facebook invites guy. to go to a bar with a bunch of my buddies. Yeah, but it's also how you phrased it. Come to Sean Marash's 29th birthday. It celebrate. Is. I mean, like, get serious. If your wife does that for you, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, Hold your on. brother, your parents, that's one thing. It's not like- to do it yourself, and you know you've had this thing lined up for days. Come you got on. the photo going. You got the address going. The likes, the maybes, the yeses, the noes. I mean, you are such a tool. There's a couple things here. First of all, I was so anti the Facebook invite for years, and now I realize it's the easiest way to organize people. Yeah, it's amazing but how you've come full circle on social media. I have. Yeah, I used to not like Instagram. I'm on it. You, I'm not going to... It's not like I'm throwing something at like a Knights of Columbus hall and we're playing pin the tail on the donkey. This is just, hey, guys, I'm going to be at this bar this night. Here's, you know, here's where I'm going to be. You guys want to come hang out. But the fact that you're killing me for sending out these invites, and then Brock, Kenny Brock killing me for having this on Long Island and not in Manhattan. I mean, you could do a, a, a major solid to many people by bringing that into Manhattan. You're ridiculous, and I'll tell you why. I would do a major solid to maybe six of the, I invited 100 people. For the other 90-so people, the Long Island spot is a lot more convenient. So suck it up, pal, that and come me, hang with me. That tells me all I need to know about you and the South Shore trash that is Long Island. First of all. If and you, I'm a Long Island guy, If you've bro. been to Long Island, you know the trash is not on the South Shore. That's where the nice beach people are. You know that. <laughs> you know Opposite, that. bro. You know that. You know it's all about South Shore trash. No, we, we like to party on the South Shore. That's not trashy. That's fun. You're talking about, you know, you can't recover from hangovers in Cleveland, and you're calling me trash for me and from the Dude, South Shore? that's going to be three nights of pure, blind drinking. Do you think there's any good strip clubs in Cleveland? I'm absolutely going down. Well, J.R. Smith plays there. There has to be. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, I don't know what that just was. Hashtag pipe, bro. Hashtag pipe. Dude, right. I didn't even think about going to adult um, establishments, but we should. You know what's funny is K to the C, Kenny Carmen, is actually... Expe- Why do you keep calling him K to the C? He's expecting a child, and it, don't worry how I refer to people. Oh, okay? he's expecting another child? Yeah. Dose. Oh, when does that do? Is that Right around then. By the way... Oh, so he's out. Let me, me ask you a question. Him. Let me ask you a question, because we're forgetting somebody. Do we have to hang out with um, A to the B? Oh, the bull? Yeah. If bull's around, absolutely. Dustin Fox is a good dude, too. But they'll probably... You know what the problem is? They'll probably be doing some kind of college football stuff. Around on there. Sunday? Oh, on Sunday. If they go to the game Sunday, absolutely. I'm t- I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to see the Bull on Saturday. Enough <laughs> is enough. <laughs> well, what if he's at a bar? What about our good friend Jada Diamond, who's appeared on the Permission Granted podcast? She's from Cleveland. She's a huge fan of Snow Globes. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's a huge fan of the show as well. Yeah. I think we could have some fun if she you know, she comes out and parties. Ha- does, let me ask you a question. Does she, is she familiar with Kenny? 
I, I believe so. Because I know Ken, she's very she's tight with Bull. K to the C is going to have a tremendous amount of pull in Cleveland that weekend, and it is uh, incumbent upon yeah. him to make sure that that party in the parking lot is rocking and rolling. Oh, listen, we want the party in the parking lot rocking and rolling, and I'm sure Cleveland knows how to do. But Cleveland might be like oh and eleven by the time that game rolls around. Are they still going to be into it? What week is that? It's I think it's week twelve. Is it? Except, but what is the? I mean, is that different than any other year? I mean, it had. I think they were seven and four. Which is why ago. I wanted Johnny Manziel to stick with the Browns because th- let's just say they go oh they go like you know three and seven or yeah. three and eight and they're like you know what we're giving Manziel the shot that would make it even more special. We we saw Manziel's first game as a starter on, with the Browns that season. That season, but it, it, well, well, first not, of all, it's, it's not, not happening. Happen. Second of all, maybe Cody Kessler gets a start. That'll be a lot of buzz. Was he drafted by the Browns? Yeah. Oh. You know what? I'm just thinking of something. We haven't even scheduled our flight times for Friday morning. What if we get there early enough to hit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame off the plane? You know what? You're right about that. And then that'll give us the time for Canton on Saturday. Yeah. Because we got to do it, right? I mean, are you That's ever going back point. to Canton? I mean, maybe we go for like an Eli Hall of Fame induction, but chances are... There is a 100% chance I never go to an induction ceremony of one of the players I rooted for. First of all, I, I root for the laundry anyways. Yeah, I mean... I don't care about the players. It's probably cool to go, but you, those just strike me as long days, you know? Sitting there, speech all, after speech. Yeah. I'd much rather check in on the speeches on TV or wait for them on YouTube to see the ones I actually care about. I don't watch them on TV. Why would I go, Why would I make a pilgrimage to go see them in person? Plus, that's a summer weekend. I, like, I gotta be with the rest of the South Shore trash on the beach. I oh, can't so be, you can't. admit. No, I'm just playing into your So hand. there's some rocks on the North Shore of Long Island. Big whoop. It's all. It's where all the class is. Real quickly, before we let you go. No, 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 no. You don't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> There's none of that, my friend. Did you hear about Joe's running in the hospital? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you're making light of this is um, is pretty heartless. But No, uh, no, no, no. Forget that. He, 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 that's a top 10 terrible day right there. Just to r- rope this all in. I'm not going to get into it. No, he it was it was a funeral for his grandmother. Yeah, Joe had a loss in the family, and he had went to uh, a restaurant apparently beforehand, where uh, uh, before going to the funeral home, and he had some salmon. It's one of the things I don't get about Italians is that that's what you do when someone dies. You just stuff your face stuff with your as face. much Italian meat as you can. Well, and that's the thing. Have some meatballs. Have some chicken parm. He went salmon out of season, by the way. And apparently had to be rushed to the hospital with food poisoning. Yeah, three bags of IV. Three bags of IV. His arm is all bruised up. He's okay now. His family's fine. He had to be rushed rushed to the hospital basically because he had, you know, he had a Hershey situation. <laughs> and what worse situation than, than to have the Hershey situation at a funeral home? Can you think of a worse spot to have I mean, And he was quite close with his grandmother as well. So it was an emotional day to begin with. An emotional with. day, but then your, your stomach's bubbling up. So that's a message to all. If you have a loss in the family. Stay away from the salmon. Right. It's tragic enough. Stick with the basics. Have your chicken parm. Have your ziti. Don't be making runs at salmon or shrimp scampi. What are you, crazy? These <laughs> shellfish diseases are out there? We talk about virus Ritos. He had virus salmon. The guy's going to be licking fluids for a long time. I feel really bad for him, but I just wanted to make sure he you were aware of that. He said he's still walking kind of funny because of the irritation. Right. I know nobody loves a good poo story like Jay Berman, so we had to make him, uh, we had to get now, your look, thoughts this, on that. As we discussed, not with him there, obviously, because of uh, our uh, attention to sensitivity, <laughs> but that's a top 10 all-time bad day. That's as bad Honestly, as... I've, I've had food, food poisoning. I can legitimately look you in the face and tell you that was top 10 all-time worst days of my life. 
nobody really had a worse weekend than Joe D. And Joe D's another guy we'd so like we'll to get to Cleveland. we'll pour a little out for Joe D. We'll pour a little out for Joe D. But if you're looking for Joe D, just know that he's been uh, at a bathroom near you. Yes. Okay. Well, Jay, thank you for joining me. We did a... You don't let me go, bro. A lot of solid more time. You can follow Jay Berman. Ah, get me up to 2,000 followers. At Jay Berman. J-A-Y-B-E-R-M-A-N. Is that correct, Jay? That is correct. I uh, Kudos to you for the spelling. Yeah, I got that right. You can follow me on Twitter at MarazCBS. I'll give that a bunch of plugs again as I'm filling in here, trying to take us pillar to post on the PGP. Let without me ask you a quick question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about going a full 25 to 30 minutes on this PCAST? Well, I feel pretty good about it. I mentioned this uh, at the top, that um, not, not in front of you, that DA had said, hey, don't feel obligated to have me on, but you know, I could join you via phone if you want. And I took that as, you know what? On vacation, nonetheless. I took that as, you Get know. serious. You know what? I'm going to let DA. No, of course. You did the right thing. Have his vacation. He's not here. Out of sight, out of mind. Yep. I'm going to give him the vacation. I'm taking the reins here. So for the listeners out there, maybe this PGP was absolute trash and garbage, but maybe you enjoyed it. Either way, I got the reps in and I didn't have to bother DA and we got something out there. The old Steve-O Moralia. We weren't off the air. Which asks, let me ask you one more question. Have you had Moralia on since he left? No, this probably would have been the week to do it, but I guess bygones be bygones, huh? Maybe I could invite him to that birthday celebration. Way, the, uh, Maybe we invite Moralia to Cleveland. I don't know about that. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know about that. What do you mean? Sure. You don't By want the Moralia way, there. The, That's uh, a long weekend. The makeup him girl for the Doug Gottlieb show is currently... Uh, Currently at the vending machine. Let's see what she gets. Just give okay. me 30 seconds. A little live play-by-play here. I mean, um, There's a lot of good things there. She's, she's There's currently... There's the Lorna Dones. Oh, she went with the granola bar. The peanut okay. butter granola bar. She's mm. a little thick, so I would have expected some M&Ms or maybe a Twix bar, maybe some Oreos, Golden or... The Jalapeno Miss Vicky's? Yeah, but she actually went uh, with the Nature's Valley peanut butter granola bar, so kudos to... I won't say her name, but kudos to her for uh, pumping the brakes on the M&Ms. And that was live play-by-play of a vending machine sale. You got it all here on the PGP without DA this week. Uh, Berms, thank you very much. Thank you, and now I will let you go. Okay. Take care. Uh, Side B with James Ward as we break down the NFL draft and recap our winners and losers next. And now we welcome in associate producer of the DA show from his couch, chomping on a roast beef sandwich for the second time in four days, Mr. Jimmy James Ward. James, how are you? I'm doing well. I feel good, and I'm doing well. Uh, you forgot the best part, which is I'm sitting here in sweatpants because it's my day off. So we got a full full day of nothing till till basketball game later today. So it's, I'm enjoying myself. Well, that, that's tremendous. Now you just told me you were finishing up a little lunch. You had a little roast beef sandwich after you had had a roast beef sandwich on Friday when you were in work. And not that anybody really cares about roast beef sandwiches, but that seems like a lot of roast beef in a short amount of time. I've had a hankering for roast beef, and I cannot quench it. Like, you ever crave something, and then you get it, and it's done? You think I became a fat slob without craving anything? I've craved roast beef sandwich pretty much every day for, like, two or three weeks. And I probably had, like, seven roast beef sandwiches from a variety of New York delis, you know, different places by work, different places by my house. And I still can't get rid of it. It just doesn't go away. Every day I want a roast beef sandwich. Every day, James Ward wants a roast beef sandwich. Okay, well, did you put down the roast beef long enough to enjoy the NFL draft this weekend? And the reason we bring James in to talk about and recap the NFL draft is if you listen to the DA show during the fall, you hear his Ward's winners. He breaks down the college football. He's also the producer of Ion College Football on CBS Sports Radio. So he gets the college games. He gets the college players. And he loves his pro football, too. So this is where those two intertwine. 
So, James, I wanted to ask you about the NFL draft and, uh, you know, more so than doing any winners or losers, because quite frankly, we really don't know how these guys will turn out. We have our opinions, and I certainly have an opinion I'd like to get into, but, like, what stuck out to you the most at the NFL draft? It's, it's funny because I realized I was a true college football degenerate when there was, you know, 10 to 15 guys that didn't get drafted that I was surprised by. Right. If you look at Jeremy Cash from Duke, I think he was an All-American last year or two years ago. Right, a lot Strong of people safety. had him going in the fifth round. I mean, he was a great college football player. Strong safety out of Duke. Kiaris Garrett, wide receiver from Tulsa, actually led college football last year in receiving yards. And that's from a guy that's 6'4", 220, and ran a 4'5", at the Combine. At Eric Stryker, Oklahoma, I know we had him on the DA show. Another guy's blown away that he didn't get drafted. Right, yeah, but but I'm going to stop you there for a second on Eric Stryker. And Eric Stryker was a guy that stuck out to us as a true leader at Oklahoma. We had him on the show right at the beginning, I would say, right around the Combine in February. That's what really started the DA Pro Days. And he talked to DA like he was a 10-year pro and was really about uh, social injustices and all, and just screamed leader and screamed that he could play. I was stunned. I mean, the way he interviewed with D.A., I can only imagine how he interviewed with teams at the Combine, that he went undrafted, and naturally he ends up as an undrafted free agent with Rex Ryan and the Bills. Yeah, and if you look at, and I had this conversation with a couple people over the weekend, if you look at the linebacker position especially, you had guys like Eric Stryker, Scooby Wright, um, Tyler Manikabich, guys that were really productive college football players, but they either size weight requirements or guys like Manikavich and Scooby Wright, they're, they're inside linebackers, which is I feel like it's kind of gone the way of the fullback. Right. No one's drafting these inside linebackers. Reggie Ragland, who was thought to be the, the top inside linebacker in the draft, lasted until the second round. Well, you're, it, you're in far more nickel defense now. You're playing a lot more three corners, five D-backs, six D-backs on the field. And you're playing a lot less of those, you know, three linebacker sets unless you're in the three four defenses, but even then those aren't prototypical middle linebackers. Right, which brings us to the Giants draft. Giants took Eli Apple, cornerback out of out of Ohio State with the tenth pick, and a lot of people thought that was like a, a not a need pick, but oh, it was. the Giants have two high paid cornerbacks and they basically don't have a third. And as you said, teams are in nickel you know, sometimes the entire game. So you really, really need three cornerbacks. I think the inverse of that is the lack of linebackers that got drafted early. Manikavich out of Temple, great college football player, went to the Steelers, I believe, in the seventh round. Scooby Wright was Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year in 2014, injured last year, went to the Browns in the seventh round. And these are guys that were, you know, these guys were great college football players. And maybe they didn't test well at the Combine. Right. No, I'm they just play saying, well when they're on the field. You heard Scooby Wright's name. Every, if you watch college football on Saturday, Scooby Wright was always over there out west in the Pac-12, a guy you heard about and you knew was going to – that was a guy they highlighted in every single game you would watch in the Pac-12. Amazing that, you know, he, he lasts all the way to the seventh round. And I get the injury concerns. It's just crazy. I You know, you're talking about being a college football degenerate. I don't even think it's that. I think – there's a lot of these guys who are, who are college football stars that just don't translate, and then you get the guys, you know, from schools that you don't see all the time, like Vernon Butler's a, fir- a first-round pick to Louisiana Tech and probably becomes a star in this league, but he wasn't a household name every week on Saturday the way Scooby Wright was. Well, even a, even a guy like Rico Gathers from, from Baylor. Guy hasn't played football since he was 13, and the Cowboys took him with the tw- 217th pick. Like. Right. <laughs> Like, I, I was actually a funny joke I read on Twitter. More players got drafted out of Germany 
than in Tennessee football. More <laughs> players got drafted out of Baylor basketball than Tennessee football. It, it The draft is a crazy thing. And as you said, people try to evaluate and people give it their mock, mock drafts. Again, I hate going back to the Giants, but I know that's the team that you and I both follow closest. Uh-huh. In 2010, everyone destroyed the Giants picking Jason Pierre-Paul. What the hell are they doing picking a pass rusher I with did. a high first-round pick? Why, why are they doing that? They pick a guy from South Florida, played one year of college football. I don't get that at all. What does he do? He becomes an all-pro player, and he wins the Giants a Super Bowl. So it doesn't make sense. And then by the time everyone has a, a real, ex, real, you know, uh, grasp of what these players are going to do. No one cares about the draft grades anymore. So it's good fodder. It's good discussion. But we'll we'll see where these guys are in three or four years. It's it's all about fits. And now you brought up. I'm glad you segued this because I wanted to hit you with this in the draft. And something that if I was a fan of this team, it wouldn't sit well. But the fans of this team generally are blind by everything that goes on with their organization, and that would be the Dallas Cowboys. You just mentioned them taking a chance on Rico Gathers. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys, now you walk around, everybody will say, boy, they might have got the best overall player in the draft in Ezekiel Elliott. I am I beat this like a dead horse going into the whole draft. I do not draft a running back in the first round. I think they would have been better suited to take a Derrick Henry in the second round and, and fulfill the, a better need in the first round. But they didn't. Okay. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott becomes Emmitt Smith. Maybe he doesn't. But when you take Ezekiel Elliott, the reason they're taking him is they're saying, we want to win now, this year or next year with Tony Romo before it's too late. And Tony Romo could have one hit the wrong way that knocks him, you know, out. We hope that doesn't happen. But where basically he's a non factor. So if you're taking that approach in the first round, how the heck can you take a guy in the second round who will not play a snap this year and not be a part of your plans and, and basically defeat your whole win now purpose this year? And how do you go take a project of a tight end? You know, fought later on, Enrico gathers, are you trying to win now or not? Because it seems like the Cowboys threw away their draft. And then you hear today and on Sunday that Jerry Jones regrets not trading up for Paxton Lynch to take his quarterback of the future. Well, what does that tell Dak Prescott a day you took on day three that you don't think he's any good and can be the quarterback of the future? And if you're saying that about Paxton Lynch, then why the heck did you take Dak Prescott? I don't understand what the Cowboys did this weekend. Yeah, and again, I love to hate the Cowboys. I actually love the Jalen Smith pick. A guy he was he might have been the top, uh, the top pick in the entire draft before he got injured. Fine. Little known little known fact: the Cowboys team doctor, team surgeon, actually did the surgery on Jalen. Right. So if the Cowboys are going to draft him that early, they have to have some sort of inside information. They have to know that he's going to be okay. Maybe he doesn't play next year, but he was a guy that was you know might have been the most talented player in the entire draft. I don't mind that the Dak Prescott thing. I'm not a huge fan of Dak Prescott. I don't really see him as an NFL quarterback. I guess in the fourth round, and especially playing behind Tony, Tony Romo, you have a couple years to develop him. I don't really see him as an NFL quarterback, though, so I don't really understand that. Well, I, listen, but, I don't mind it because I had to take a young quarterback, but don't, after you've taken Prescott, then come out and say you should have traded for Paxton Lynch because already before Dak Prescott's even taken a preseason snap, your owner and general manager is telling the quarterback that he doesn't think he's good enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Again, I mean, that's kind of just Jerry being Jerry. Whether or not he believes in Dak Prescott or not, you remember the Manziel rumors from a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. Jerry that the wanted Manziel, but thank, but right, but thankfully, you know, the other guys in the Cowboys front office were able to convince him that that was a bad idea. I just don't see Dak Prescott as an NFL quarterback. So regardless of where he got drafted, I guess later on it would have been okay. But fourth round, other guys still available. 
I think they could have gone elsewhere. But I really love the Jalen Smith pick. And again, Listen. you and I were complete disagreement about Ezekiel Elliott. I wanted him for the Giants. He was obviously gone long before the Giants pick, so it didn't even end up being something to discussion. If if the, with the Cowboys now having Zeke behind that offensive line, they've got Des Bryant, who's a nutcase, but he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and they have Tony Romo, who, albeit with one playoff win and a, a back that seems like it can go out at any any moment, and now he's got the fused collarbones and all that stuff. The window is closing. This is kind of one last chance. Let's just try to build a superpower offense and see what we can get with it. I get it. I get it. Their defense stinks, though. My point, though, is I think Ezekiel Elliott, if he was going to go to any team in the first round, the Cowboys, like you said, are the team that makes sense because they can win now. But you you have to stay with that philosophy then, and there was plenty of pass rushers on the board in the second round, but they don't have any pass rush right now. None. And they went with Jalen, a guy who's not going to play this year. So if you're going to draft for a guy that's not going to play this year, be smarter and get a guy like Jalen Ramsey – to play cornerback in the first round and, and you know, just build your defense that way. I just think it was such a hypocritical move. And before we let you go, I want to get into another failure because I actually thought one team had a good draft, but just one move that made me scratch my head, and that was the Cleveland Browns. I think stockpiling the pass rushers like they did on, on day two, whether it be Nassib or, or Ogba, um, what, but Cody Kessler, of all the quarterbacks on the board, they take a dink and dunk quarterback to play in the win the Cleveland? Like, what are they doing? RG3 has nothing to worry about now. Yeah, I. it's funny because you look at the Browns and they drafted 14 players, which is a crazy amount of guys. But the one thing that that, that regime with the Paul D. Podesto and Sashi Brown are saying and, and Hugh Jackson are saying that a lot of these guys aren't going to work out. But if, right. if seven of the 14 work out, it's better than three of the seven. And they took five wide receivers. I know one of the guys is right. going to potentially be a tight end in the NFL, the kid from Princeton. But they took five wide receivers. I mean, and I love Corey Coleman. I think Hugh Jackson even said it after the draft, all this dude does is score touchdowns, which is completely fair. Um, you look at one of their later-round picks, Rashad Higgins, Colorado State. The guy might have been a first-round pick if he could come out a year earlier. Scooby Wright, Spencer Drango from Baylor. They have guys that, if you watch college football, you know them. So they have a lot of guys that are very successful. But it's just like a, it's just like a weird thing to look at a team's draft list, and they have fourteen guys. Well, they're trying that. They're trying that analytics thing. We're just going to keep swinging on a. We try to accumulate picks, swing on a bunch, and and odds say that you'll hit on more on half of them. Yeah, if you think about it, fifty-three man roster, and they drafted fourteen guys. That's all. That's. What? That's more than 25% of the roster if if all of these guys make the team. And, I mean, I assume they're going to make the team, right? Well, you don't it, usually it cut fifth-round fifth guys. They only had one pick after the fifth round. You know, you can play money ball, but it's not like you could stash anybody in AAA here in football. You know? Right. You, you can't, you're not going to stash a, a, a fourth-round pick on the practice squad because a lot of times those guys will get picked up. Right, right. And they had... They had two wide receivers taken in the fifth round. None of those those guys aren't getting cut. Fifth round picks just never get cut. It's just a it's a weird thing. But we actually had a, a Browns insider on a show this weekend, and he said that the, the people in Cleveland are relatively optimistic because they actually trust Hugh Jackson and they think that he's kind of get going to get a fair shake. Kessler is a weird one though. But it, I think if uh, before last year, I actually picked Cody Kessler to be a dark horse in the in the Heisman Trophy race because but 
his numbers are always there in college. I think he completed like 75% of his passes. Right. And it works at USC because the receivers that you have at USC are just freak athletes. The guys that, you know, if you look at Cody Kessler's highlight package, it's not a lot of deep throws. It's a lot of like, you know, 15, 20 yard passes and the guys just make everyone miss and score. It's, <laughs> it's just a weird pick. I never in my entire life thought that Cody Kessler would be drafted before Connor Cook. Especially if Josh Gordon comes back, and you're telling me going downfield with with Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon, that's not going to work. His arm strength isn't going to work. So I don't get. Maybe they groom to be a backup. Maybe the Browns just absolutely stink like they expect this year. And who knows? Maybe they end up with Deshaun Watson next year. And this was smart by not taking a quarterback higher. And then Cody Kessler is just a backup to Deshaun Watson for the next ten years. You know what I mean? Like that could easily be the case too. But it just struck me as weird with accumulating all those guys. I don't know. It's a it's a lot of picks, but yeah. they I mean and they got Scooby right in the seventh round. The guy could be the, the defensive captain in a couple of years. Scooby getting a lot it, of love here on the Permission Granted podcast. By the way. Yeah, two star Scoob. Maybe you could book him as a guest next next per PGP. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, we got the number, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. But uh, I Ward, I appreciate you chiming in. I appreciate your dog only barking once, and uh, go yeah. back, go back and finish up your roast beef, man. Hey, no cabs, right? The cabs decided to stop honking when we did the show. Exactly. So everything worked out here. And you can follow Ward on Twitter at JamesWardCBS, correct, Ward? Yes, that's my and Twitter numbers. Followers are climbing. Let's 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 get me over the hump to the oh, 1,200 mark. Shameless plug-in. But, Ward, thank you. You know your college football, and uh, we'll see you this week. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.